everybody, it's Kaysen, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen, an unofficial Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as usual, my co-host, my mom. What's up, Kaysen? I don't know why I always feel like I need to sing when you introduce me, but anyway, <laughs> hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm pretty good. A little sad about our Titans because of all of the coronavirus, but... Uh, yeah, it's been a long week. Yeah, it has. Anyway, so yeah, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, and it is what feels like week 3,412. Yeah, we are recording this today, Friday, October 2nd. And the Tennessee Titans have just had another couple of players test positive for COVID-19. So we're thinking of the team today and we're praying for everyone who's been affected by this. And uh, we pray that they recover quickly. It's just heartbreaking to see. We really thought that we were going to have an NFL season and um, thought it was kind of a miracle a little bit when they were playing and then now we're 3-0 and and... And then this hits, but hopefully this lifts very soon. Anyway. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy week. We would have normally be like hyping uh, up for the Steelers game this coming Sunday, mm-hmm. but that's not happening anymore. Oh, well, at least we get the bye week over with. Yeah, but it's postponed until when? Week seven as yeah. of right now. Okay. So what do you have for us today, Kason? First, I want to thank you, listener, for tuning into my show. This episode is part of the My Life As series. There's so many cool jobs in the world of sports that I wanted to talk with people who have those cool jobs. I thought you might find these as interesting as I do, in case you ever thought you might want to do these jobs for a living, or find out how my guests started doing what they do. My guest today is someone that I've been wanting to have on the show since the start of the podcast last year. He really does have one of the coolest jobs in the NFL. In my opinion, (laughs) I feel super lucky that he's taken the time out of his schedule to talk with us, especially today. He is one of the busiest people in the Tennessee Titans organization. He used to write about my favorite team for a living. I know. I can't even believe that this is our guest today. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Yep. He's also part of one of my favorite podcasts, the official Titans podcast, a.k.a. the OTP. His name is Mr. Jim Wyatt. (sighs) <sighs> That's the crowd noise going crazy. <laughs> you love my sound effects, don't you? Not really. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we have Mr. Jim Wyatt in the virtual house today. And as always, the audio might not be the greatest, but, you know, I think it, it's pretty good for what it is. So if you like the show, please subscribe so you can stay updated with new episodes. And if you really, really like it, feel free to rate us and give us a five-star review. Or share it with your friends. Yeah, share it. Definitely share it with your friends. That way more people can know about Kaysen's podcast because I think it's amazing. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy our conversation with Mr. Jim Wyatt. My guest today does weekly radio interviews on local and national sports radio stations talking about what's happening with the Titans players and coaches. He shares up-to-the-minute game day stats on Twitter, writes really cool articles on my favorite team, and is famous around the world for the Britches Report. He's the one, (laughs) the only, Jim Wyatt, writer and editor from (laughs) TennesseeTitans.com. 
All right. I appreciate that intro. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Jim. It's really an honor to have you with us. Well, glad to do it. It's crazy times around Titans land here off to a 3-0 start, but we've had to hit the, not the horn button, but the pause button. Appreciate you having time for me today. So how exactly did you get started as a writer and editor for TennesseeTitans.com? I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, went to Father Ryan High School, went to St. Henry's grade school, and I grew up a big sports fan in Nashville, grew up a Vanderbilt fan, and my dad took me to a lot of games, and I think at an early age, I was always a huge sports fan. I used to read box scores in the newspaper. I used to you know, know stats for all the players. You know, Sometimes when I couldn't go to a game with my dad, I would listen to the game on the radio, and I would write little small stories to give to him when he got back home. So, and I was doing that at a very young age. So I kind of knew it was in my blood, but really didn't pursue it. My dad was a judge in town for almost 40 years, uh, a little over 40 years, as a matter of fact. Always thought I would go into maybe law. Uh, Started off in criminal justice when I was in college. Changed my major several times. My last year in college, uh, I I switched. To, I don't want to say my last year in college, I switched, but at, later in my college career, I switched to being an English major. And my last year in college, I started writing for the school newspaper at the University of Tennessee, which is where I went. It's called the Daily Beacon. Wrote a couple of stories for the Daily Beacon, but I wasn't involved in, you know, like the, the, the process like a lot of people are, whether, whether in it from the beginning of their college years to the very end. I got in late, but I kind of got enough of a taste of it to realize, hey, this is something I kind of would like to do. Um, But without any experience there, I mean, when I graduated from college, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I started working a full-time job at a place that I'd worked in the summer, uh, previous, you know, four or five years called the Register of Deeds, which is a place where property deeds and mortgages and tax liens, all that's recorded in the courthouse. And, uh, you know, about a month uh, after I started working out full time, I started answering the telephone at the Tennessee. And I was a part time guy who took bowling scores and hole in ones and and, you know, volleyball scores and just kind of did the agate for the newspaper. Um, Worked a lot of nights. I'd work from eight in the morning to four thirty in the afternoon. I drive down the street and work from probably five to eleven at night, just taking box scores and. And in time, uh, I got a few opportunities to write stories. My first story for the Tennessean was covering the Tennessean regatta. It was a sailboat race in Old Hickory Lake, probably about 40 degrees in the middle of uh, March. Uh, I wrote uh, you know, several stories about electronic football to somebody that was in Nashville that was trying to get uh, involved in the luge, which is an Olympic sport. Uh, eventually they let me cover some high school games. One thing kind of led, led to another and I eventually got an opportunity to start covering, uh, games on a regular basis. Got a, a opportunity to write more stories. I worked full time at this other job for, you know, probably six, seven years while I worked at night at the newspaper. And then eventually, uh, I got an opportunity to start working full time at the Tennessean, uh, covered high schools for a couple of year, couple of years. All of a sudden, the Titans and Predators were moving to town. Casey, I see you repping the Titans and the Predators. Uh, I got a chance to cover the Titans and the Predators. Uh, you know, their first year as kind of a backup writer. And then after a couple of years, 
I was all of a sudden the beat guy uh, for the Tennessee and covering the Titans starting in, I uh, started doing that job in 1999, but then I started as the full-time beat guy in 2001. Worked that job uh, till 2015 uh, when I got an opportunity uh, to you know, talk about joining the Titans. Never thought I would do it. I was, I'm was i a newspaper guy at heart. I love working for the newspaper. I love kind of being in the chase, uh, love digging on stories, uh, but it was time for me to make a change. I was consumed by the job, uh, you know, slept by my, with my phone under my pillow every night, you know, missed a lot of uh, family dinners and vacations and other things chasing and, uh, you know, for working for the, the team provided a different way to do it. So now I work for the team and I'm going on six years uh, doing that. Love that part of it too. I know that's a long-winded answer, but that's, <laughs> that's how I got to where I am today. Wow, that is very that is very interesting. Is it fun writing for the Tennessee Titans? It is fun. I enjoy it. I mean, I, I think for me, what's been neat is just being a part of a team, kind of feeling like you're a part of the team. You know, when you're when you're, and it's not like when I worked at the Tennessee and I didn't feel like that. But but you're on more of an island when you're working for a newspaper because you know you either do the job or you don't, and it's more than just you know, writing feature stories and writing analysis. You're having to do a lot. You're having to really uh, approach the job differently. You're, you're When you're in the job at the Tennessean working as a beat guy, big part of your job is is telling, is finding out what the team doesn't want you to know and really chasing agents and chasing, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, police follow police reports and, and figure out what's going on behind the scenes with the team. And you really can get consumed by the job. Now, uh, now I'm, I am writing more feature stories. I do analysis. I do a lot of mailbags. I do a lot of stuff to kind of help promote the team uh, and, and all the good that it's doing, but then also, you know, try to give an inside look on what's going on while also trying to be, you know, someone who, you know, is fair to both sides. I mean, when you're a newspaper guy, you have to be fair to both sides. When you're working for the team, you're obviously doing it more, uh, you know, pro team, but I also try to tell it like it is as much of as much as I can. I mean, if the team, you know, loses thirty five to three, I'm not going to write about what a great job the punter did that day. I still am gonna try to be fair and say this needs to improve, and this is what they're working on. But it's a different approach. But I like it. Love being with the team. You know, this is where I grew up. It's my hometown team. Uh, you know, my my dad's had season tickets since. Uh, you know, since they've been here, my family goes every week. So it's it's cool to be working for the uh, hometown team in your uh, in the city you grew up in. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So uh, for the last three games that the Titans have played, Jacksonville, Denver, and Minnesota, how weird was it not seeing any fans in the stands? It was weird. I mean, I, I don't think I'll ever get used to it, uh, just because part of the job is uh is just you know what makes the job so exciting is the roar of the crowd and just seeing the build up on game days and just knowing how much the crowd impacts momentum and gets people fired up you know it it was different i mean it almost it wasn't like watching a practice but it took some getting used to i'll tell you that i mean my job's changed a little bit as a result because you know in years past i i was always on the field in pregame and I was always going in the locker room post game. And, uh, you know, because of the pandemic, uh, you know, 
I am able to be in the lower bowl because fans aren't there, but everything after the game is done via Zoom. Uh, I think everything's different for everybody involved. Uh, now, I give players a lot of credit for getting themselves ready to play because, um, you know, because it is different when fans aren't there, but these guys are playing for themselves or playing for their teammates or playing for the city and playing with the hope that fans will eventually be back in there and things will be like they used to be. And we'll get a taste of that moving forward as fans start to reenter some of these stadiums, but it's a, it's a different feel. I mean, they can pipe in crowd noise and the, and they can use the PA announcer, and they can do stuff with the video boards, but it's still not the same feel as having fans, uh, you know, in the stands and just seeing the excitement. Right. Watching the three previous games at home was a little strange. Not seeing a bunch of fans go crazy over big plays and not booing over uh, bad plays. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's different. And and just the the whole you know setting around the stadium is just so different you know I was in Denver for the Monday night game got to the city probably midday on that Sunday I went for a run and and kind of spent the day you know Monday kind of walking around and you wouldn't even know that there was a game being played there that night there was just you know there were no watch parties scheduled there were no uh, there was no atmosphere on the street you know ran by the stadium on Sunday night before the game there's actually the PA guy outside was telling people you're not supposed to be on the premises because of COVID-19 you know unless you're passing through on the exercise trail, you're not supposed to be here. They don't want you near the stadium. So that has taken some getting used to, you know, the same way in Minneapolis this past weekend, that first game at Nissan stadium, driving up to the stadium for that Jaguars game. I usually get there really early, but when you get there, they're setting up and people are already starting to gather for tailgating. It's hardly a soul around. I mean, it was really weird. And um, so I'm looking forward to the days when, uh, when, uh, when there's excitement around the stadium and in the stadium. Yeah. So what is your favorite part about the job? Uh, favorite part about, the, I mean, so the game day. I mean, that's uh, game day is always, it's a long day. I mean, and, and it's more than just showing up, you know, kickoff and leaving when the game ends. For me, I tell people my game day is schedule and they're thinking, wow, that's a lot more than I expected. But that's still the most fun that I have. But I get to the stadiums so if it's a noon kickoff, I usually get there. You know, eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning, and then I will leave the stadium probably you know eight o'clock at night. Uh, so it's a twelve-hour day, uh, just because you're you know you know with, whether it's Zoom or whether it's an open locker room, you're still spending your first hour after the game trying to get that game story out as quick as possible once the game ends. That's one thing I learned from being you know the a, a newspaper guys. You got to work throughout the game, so. Um, no, so I have a story most of the time when the game ends, I pretty much have a story ready to go, publish that out and then head down the locker room. This year is different. You publish it out and then you get ready to start doing zoom calls. But once you do the zooms and once you start finish transcribing and you start writing stories, those hours fly by pretty quickly. So game days are usually, uh, usually a 12 hour day for me. I get the early, you know, kind of do some stuff on social media. I do a periscope. I get ready for the inactives to come out. Uh, you know, try to do, you know, get my, you know, story files ready to go. And then again, spend a lot of time, you know, shooting videos and pushing stuff out that way. And then you cover the game then you write about it and uh, it's a blur, but it, it's the most fun day for me. I like all of it. I like going to practices. I like, you know, the, the, the week as well, but it, there's nothing like covering the games on Sunday. 
I have a quick question or a couple, but we'll start with one. So for us, uh, I think I have mentioned in a mailbag. It's been cool to see our names featured when we've sent in a a question in mailbag. So thank you for answering them. Uh, But so did you come up with the whole Periscope on Sundays before the games for the fans? And also too, did you start the Britches Report? Because that's another thing that we all, I know us personally, we love, we live for the Britches Report. (laughs) But fans, I mean, I know just being on Twitter, fans eat it up. So I'm wondering those. Yeah. Things. Yeah. That's funny how that's developed. Uh, the Periscope. Yeah. It, it's, you know, I'm I, I was saying earlier, I've always been a sports fan since I was a, a little kid and I've always had, you know, my favorite teams, you know, my favorite team growing up was the Buffalo bills. Uh, you know, I've been a Dodger fan. I'm not a bills fan anymore, obviously, uh, but I was for a long time. Love the Dodgers always been a big Dodgers fan. And uh, that's probably my number one, team that I follow professionally and I and I, I have certain guys that I follow that cover the Dodgers and one thing I've always appreciated is any information they can give me uh, I eat it up and so I feel like I'm in a job that um, you know if fans can't be certain places they can't see certain things that I do then I try to give them a little insight of what it looks like a little window in the job that I have so Periscope is one way to do it you know you kind of and take them to the stadium with you on the road or at home, let them see what's going on in the stadium, answer any questions they have leading up to kickoff. So, so I've enjoyed doing that. And, you know, a lot of times I'll take a roll call in there and it's just amazing to me just where people are watching the game from. It's not just Nashville. It's not just the South. It's all over the country. It's really all over the world. So that's neat to see. And then the bridges report It's funny how that has taken off. Um, when I first started working for the team, you know, I kind of got a sense that people were, you know, people were always asking, what's, what's the team wearing this week? And so I started making a habit of putting it out on maybe the Wednesday before the game. And I think the first couple of times I did it, I changed up. I used to say their team would be wearing blue jerseys and white pants or blue jerseys and light blue trousers, blue britches, you know, white britches. And, and the britches just took off. I mean, people just got kick out of that. Uh, and there was yeah. a, a you know, announcer for the University of Georgia way back in the day. His name is Larry Munson that used to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs wearing the, you know, the, the silver britches. I always remember that. Again, I was, I was, I love sports growing up. So I knew about Larry Munson. I always remember that. So when I used the word britches, people just, uh, some people got a kick out of it. Some people, it just, kind of took off people started using the hashtag britches whenever i put them out so <laughs> i ditched everything else except and it became you know britches on every time and uh and uh it's been amazing to me just how uh, excited people have gotten uh <laughs> about that you know, wanting to know they started asking <laughs> questions it is it's just that other extra little thing that you do to make it just even more of an amazing experience for the fans. And as two big fans, we say thank you. Yeah, well, I'm glad people enjoyed it. I mean, I never dreamed it would take off like it has, but uh, that's kind of been a part of the routine is is the Britches Report. I call it wardrobe check and say what they're wearing. And everybody says I need to rename it to the Britches Report. And I may ultimately do that. That's what it has turned into anyway. But uh, Right. (laughs) uh, People and then it's usually 
half the people are excited about the combination that the teams were in that weekend, and then the other half is, you know, why aren't they wearing this? Or haven't we seen this before? So it's it's causes for a lot a lot of chatter. I think that's fans in general. We're just never satisfied with whatever <laughs> is happening. Actually, about the Riches Report, what is your favorite combination, uh, Way and Tom? Um, uh, I like the the all white look on the road. Uh, you know the uh, that they just wore against Minneapolis. Uh, I think that that's the team's more likely to wear that when it's in an indoor stadium playing on turf than maybe when they're playing outside on grass. You know, part of the reason I think is just because they're so I think hard to clean those white britches. Uh, they get the grass stains and stuff out. So a lot of times I think that's why you'll see them wear the blue, navy blue uh, on the road. And I think the players like the navy blue pants, britches, I should say, a little bit better. Uh, I think the big linemen think that the all white makes them, doesn't make them look as in good a shape as they, uh, as they are. I like the old school navy blue tops with the whites, uh, but they don't wear that much. And uh, I like the all blue. I like the light blue is a good look. But if I had to say, I'd say navy blue top, white britches, and on the road, all white. My favorite on the road is white top, light blue britches. And my favorite here is navy top and light blue britches. I, my, light blue is, is my favorite Titans color. Yes. I love it when they wear, uh, I love it when they wear that. That's a good look. What about you? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I don't know. I think of the laundry situation as, a, as one who does a lot of laundry. I'm like, oh, the all white. Oh, that's a lot of laundry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just happy with that. They're wearing uniforms. That, that means it's a game day. So yes, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't care. A lot of people want to see the where where the throwback Oilers uh, uniforms too. If that'll ever happen, because I think you can't really wear that unless you're wearing the Oilers throwback helmets too. And because of the league rule that you're only allowed to wear one helmet per season, which is the blue, then you can't you can't swap it out. A lot of people say, well, "What do you mean? I've seen other teams wear different helmets." Well, usually teams will take logos off and change the logo, but they've had the same color helmet the titans have that navy blue and you can't so you can't switch it up as easy yeah because i was going to say that denver sometimes wears their old school helmets and jerseys yes i think it's cool and maybe one day the league will pass something that will allow them to wear two different types of helmets yeah and so do the packers too sometimes yes they do they they, like they were all yellow helmets and like navy blue and and white jerseys that's right i have a few more questions so if someone wants to become a sports writer like you are, what advice would you give them? I would tell them to, uh, you know, to try to get as much experience as you can while you're in school. Uh, you know, whether that's, you know, working for the school newspaper or getting internships during the summer. I know those are tough to get when you're in high school, but if you're in college, you know, work for the school newspaper, kind of working as an intern during you know the summertime is a big help take any classes you can you know it would have helped me i think if i would have been a journalism major and would have worked for the school newspaper it would have helped me a lot as i entered into the profession Uh, i learned a lot of stuff on the fly just because i wasn't really around it that much Uh, and i think when people are hiring uh it's so competitive these days i think the more stuff you can have on your resume that shows you've done certain things i think that helps you but, you know, it's, it is different. You know, when I 
first came into the business, you're pretty much signed up to be a sports writer. That's what you did. Now, you know, you've got to be able to do videos and you've got to be able to do social media and you've got to be able to work in podcasts. So you got to be pretty well versed and do a number of different things other than just write. Yeah, that's great. What advice would you give to your 11-year-old self? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> Cuz uh I probably could have done a lot of things over. The main thing is is just do just work hard, do the best you can, try to find a good balance in your life, you know, just from a professional standpoint and for your family where you can try to keep everybody happy. You know, I, I always have taken a lot of pride in my work and tried to go the extra mile, try to do the best job I could possibly do because I've realized how lucky I am to be able to work for the professional team in the city that I grew up in. But I can't lose sight of what's most important is your family and trying to be there for your wife and trying to be there for your kids. I'm lucky enough my parents are both with me today in their 80s, trying to be there for them as they've always been there for me. So you got to have a balance in your life. Uh, you know, between work and family, and you got to treat people fairly. That's the main thing is I've seen a lot of people come and go in the business that have either tried to just uh, trick people or just treat people poorly. You know, a lot of what you do in work is just building relationships and trying to be fair to people and treat people well. I think that's where you get the furthest in business. There are a lot of people that I think are better writers than I am, a lot of people a lot smarter than I am, but I've always tried to outwork people. I've always tried to treat people well. I think you get go a long ways in just doing some of that in life. And uh, it pays off, you know, I think in the professional, you know, as well as just in daily life, just treat people well and that, and you'll go further, I think. That's great advice. Yes, that's that's amazing advice. I have one more question before the final question. What was your favorite game from last season, regular season and postseason? I think regular season was the Chiefs game at home uh, when they came back to win that game with Adam Humphreys touchdown late. And then I think the playoff game was tough because the Ravens game was huge. Uh, but I think going to New England and winning against the Patriots in Foxborough because that game came down to the wire and because there was so much at stake, I think that probably ranks even above the Ravens game, which is hard to believe because – the Ravens were the number one seed. That was a huge upset. But winning in Foxborough and kind of ending that dynasty, I think, something I'll always remember. Yes, that is probably one of the most memorable Titans games I've ever seen, uh, both of those games. It, it was fun. It was a fun season. Even the Chiefs game was a great memory. It just didn't turn out to be that that great. Yeah. If only we would have won and we could have made it to Miami. That would have been fun. You know, had my family was planning on joining me down there in Miami that week. and. Uh, I end up going. I'm lucky enough. I get to go to the Super Bowl each year, and it was that was weird uh, to be down there knowing that the Titans were that close. I mean, they could have been there. And you know, my first Super Bowl working. Uh, you know, I went to a Super Bowl when I was growing up. I told you I was a Bills fan. I went to the tight. I went to the Bills Cowboys Super Bowl in Atlanta. That was in 1994, and. Uh, I drove down there by myself and uh, went to that game, sat in the upper deck as a Bills fan. But I started working for the, you know, I started covering the Titans in 99 and then go to the Super Bowl my first year. That was so cool, uh, you know, covering that game. And then uh, I've been to all the ones since. And it was just, it was fun to be there. But I always thought, what would it be like for the Titans to be there covering the team I 
cover. And last year it almost happened. And uh, hopefully it will happen very soon, maybe even this year. That would be incredible. Fingers crossed. Yes. (laughs) And finally, uh, the final question I ask each guest, pizza or steak? (laughs) Oh, man, that's another tough question. I would say pizza. Although I love steak. I mean, a good filet, love it. But um, I eat pizza more often than I do steak, and it's probably because I like it so much. Well, what's your favorite kind of pizza, like toppings? I have to say, you know, my, when we order, my wife wants to put, you know, mushrooms and green peppers and black olives and red peppers and, and everything on it. I have to say, I'm pretty basic. I like uh, pepperoni, probably some extra cheese maybe some Canadian bacon, and I don't usually put a lot of the other stuff on there. What about your favorite style? I like probably the thin crust the most, although I like deep dish Chicago. That's that's uh, great to me as well. New York style, I, I eat a lot of New York style pizza. The thin crust, is still, I think that's delicious. So, you know, the Chicago deep dish pizza, you know, I get stuffed after one or one, one and a half pieces. I like the pieces you can kind of fold over and eat, uh, eat them that way. Well, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come be on the show. It means a lot to me and my mom. Tremendous amount. We're so grateful. Yes. I enjoyed it. Glad to do it. Thank you, guys.